Hello and welcome to another episode of Team Anywhere. I'm your host, Mitch Simon, on the West Coast of California. And Jake is on the West Coast of Florida. Is that right? That is correct. That is right. Jake, Jake, today on the podcast, we have Jake Kurtz, the founder and CEO of Brick Media. Recently, Jake and Brick Media have been the talk of the town. They've been um, in Inc. Magazine. They've been on the local uh, television stations, probably got broadcast throughout the country. So on the homepage of Inc. Magazine for their successful implementation of a four-day work week. After a trial period, they've adopted this model permanently. Hold on to your seats. They have moved to a four-day work week, and they've driven 20 to 30% business growth. We're going to pay you to work fewer hours, and your the company has grown twenty to thirty percent without losing any clients. I think we'd stop there. It's been a great podcast. This innovative yep. approach is is not just making employees happier, but it's also attracted hundreds of new job applications weekly. Did you get that, people? Competitive edge. So before we go introducing, well, I'm just going to say, Jake. Jake, how are you today? I'm doing great, man. Nice to nice to be with you here, uh, both different sides of the country, but seems like we share a similar mindset on some things. So I'm excited to, to get into it. We definitely do. Okay, so I have him. I just introduced this to Jake because we had a podcast guest from England, and he said, "He's uh, this is Oli. Oli. He said, um, I think I think something happened in the UK about the four day week week. So this is December of 2022, and." Jake, you started your experiment in January of 2023, correct? That's correct. Yep. So anyways, they start this experiment in December of 2022 in the UK, going to a four-day work week. Japan says, Microsoft trialed a four-day work week with no loss of pay in their Japan office. The company claimed productivity went up by just under 40%. Electricity costs fell by 23%. And when workers took Fridays off, they printed almost 60% less. Iceland. Four-day week, four work week pilot took place in Iceland between 2.15 and 2.19. Who knew? Who knew, Jake? Was hailed an overwhelming success. 2,500 workers took part in the trial with the results revealing that worker well-being increased in areas such as stress, burnout, health, and work-life balance. New Zealand. In 2018, go to a four-day work week, resulting in 78% of saying they were able to better manage their work-life balance, an increase of 24 percentage percentage points. The 40 working week is not just having a day off a week. It's about delivering productivity and meeting customer service standards, meeting personal and team business goals and objectives. And one of the one of the conversations is Jake. Do you know where the five day work week actually comes from? That's a funny question because part of my thinking when switching to a four day work week was, yeah. why do we do it this way in the first place? Yeah, and, and so I got the answer. I got the answer. Okay, tell me, tell me, because nobody knows the five day work week is often credited to Henry Ford, who in 1914 proposed that his car production. Switch from a six-day work week to five. Then the creation of unions in the 20th century helped to make a five-day week and two days rest the norm. Interesting statistics, and I'll be asking Jake later, is what happens when people have a day off 
They spend five more hours on leisure activities, 3.5 more hours housework, 2.6 more hours personal maintenance. Results so far, March 2023, not that long ago, more than 80% of people in the UK would prefer a four-day work week. It improved morale and fewer absences. It helps recruitment, which we're going to talk about. Belgium, Belgium actually changed their laws. Belgian employees recently won the right to work a full week in four days without loss of salary. And it goes on and on and on. Two-thirds of Americans, America, two-thirds of Americans say they prefer a four-day work week. Okay, we got to get into this. So, 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 Jake, you're a genius. How does it feel? First of all, tell us about what you, how you got here and why you're such a genius and how it feels to be such a genius. That's my first question. Sure. So yeah, being a genius feels really nice. It's really, it's really great. Um, no, I appreciate it, man. But I, um, I started brick media in 2018 after being for the, being in the corporate, you know, both internal departments and marketing agencies, uh, industry since 2012. So I'm about 11 years into the digital marketing space. Um, day one of my career was literally learning about Google ads and how to run search campaigns and all those kinds of things. So I've really been, you know, it's a short career overall so far when you just think about how long I've been in it, but I've, I feel like a, I feel like a pretty strong digital marketer just because it hasn't been sort of a mainstream way to market your business for that long. So, um, so I feel like I know, you know, pretty much everything that there is to know in the digital social space and you know, 2013 to 2018 was kind of just finding my way at different marketing companies. And, um, Mm -hmm. in 2013 is that's actually when I moved from Pittsburgh PA where I grew up, um, you know, very blue collar town, um, still love it up there, still root for the Steelers to this day, but I moved down to Tampa in 2013 because I had a friend who was living down here and we had both just graduated college and we're just kind of finding our way in the corporate world. And, he was like, man, Tampa's really nice, really warm, really sunny. Yeah. Like winters down here are pretty much like springtime up in Pittsburgh. So I was intrigued. And he pretty much told me that if I moved down and wanted to be his roommate for a little bit, that I wouldn't have to pay for a little bit. So wow. my dad did something similar when he was in his 20s. He drove, acro- he drove across America from Pittsburgh to California with a motorcycle and pretty much a job opportunity in California that he couldn't pass up. So when I brought this idea up to my family, they were like, Oh, you should definitely go check Tampa out and see what's going on down there. And, you know, um, worst case scenario, you just learn something new about yourself and then you come back. So I ended up moving down to Tampa and that's where I really kind of started my digital marketing career and just getting different jobs and things of that nature. And then, um, I was at an agency at, you know, somewhere around 2016, 2017, where I kept overhearing people talking about their side hustles and their freelance clients and their freelance work and like, Oh, I, you know, i made a brand for this coffee shop and oh, I made a, a website for this restaurant down the street. And I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Like we work here. What do you mean? Cause I guess at the time I just, I was always under the mindset that you get a job and you just kind of go up the ladder and eventually you get paid more and you just kind of have a beautiful corporate career. And I didn't even really know 
maybe just out of not having a ton of experience at the time that people even did that. Like I didn't yeah. even realize people yeah. did side hustles and things like that. So I started dabbling into it once I found out that more people that I worked with were doing it. So I started offering website design and social media management and setting up ad campaigns for a bunch of local businesses in Tampa. I started producing a bunch of content on my own personal website and on LinkedIn and on Instagram, Facebook, like across the board, I was just making a bunch of content and putting myself out there. And at the time, a lot of my coworkers were just like, what are you doing with all this content? Like all the people that kind of knew me from just like past jobs and from school and things were like, why do you post all the time? Like about marketing and thought leadership and why are you like, why are you doing this? And then, you know, I kind of just always thought maybe I'd have my stable corporate job and then I'd have like a little side thing going on that made some extra money. And then over time, what is now Brick Media that at the time was just Kurtz Digital because I was uh-huh. just naming it after my last name. Yeah. Um, you know, it just started taking more and more of my energy and my passion. And then uh, it just kind of slowly started building itself. And in August of 2018, I finally put in my two weeks and said, I'm leaving this stable job that I have where I'm working with Fortune 500 brands and have a good salary. And I'm the only entrepreneur in my immediate family. So everybody still is kind of just like Jake went rogue. Um, (laughs) And especially now with the four day work week thing, it's like Jake's even more going rogue. So, um, you know, coming from Pittsburgh, where it's just like, put your nose down and work and work for a company and work until you're 65 and work every single day, put in overtime. Everybody just kind of thought they are, they already thought I was crazy just for leaving my stable job. But now some people think I'm even a little bit more out there for doing this whole four day work week thing. But, um, but yeah, brick media, we started out as a digital marketing agency offering a little bit of everything, offering web design, offering social, offering email campaigns, SEO, like kind of just, you name it, we can do it if it's in the digital space. And then during COVID, whenever I had a little bit more time to just sit with myself and be like, all right, I'm two years into this thing. What do I want this to be long-term? I really just took a step back and looked at all of our list of clients and realized, okay, these five have like been around for a while and they're super happy and they love us. These couple clients over here are like, yeah, they loved us, but like they left pretty quick. And um, this project was super inefficient over here. And once I did a lot of analyzing of all that information i was like man our social media clients are always the ones that stick around for like you know years instead of just a couple months at a time so i made a decision just through some research that um tampa didn't really have a go-to social media agency i did some googling i asked around to different people i knew and i found out man there's not really a go-to social media company around here and social media is such a huge part of how you do marketing um, in this day and age that I found that to be surprising. But if you actually Google any city and type in social media agency, you're probably going to find a lot of marketing companies that happen to offer social media, but you're really not going to find that many, even in the whole US, that are just focused on social media. And the reason for that is because it's a lot of labor. The margins are low. It's hard to prove your value to clients. Right, right. Um, so a lot of people would rather take things like websites, SEO, margins are higher. There's more immediate results. There's like quantifiable things that are a lot easier to track. So you just won't find a whole lot of social media agencies out there. So we decided to just kind of own that. And we saw an opportunity to just become a really strong social agency and do things a little bit differently. And ever since that point where I decided, okay, we're now a social media agency, not a marketing agency. That's when 
obviously the basic things like our SEO, just from positioning us that way on our website, we were immediately number one for like anything that has to do with Tampa social media, right. social media company near me. Um, so then our, we just started to get a lot more leads and I started to have an easier time with hiring and delegating because I knew exactly what types of people to hire and look for and what positions I needed. Because when we were a marketing agency, I didn't really know what to hire for. I was like, should I hire like a, a website designer? Should I hire a digital marketing strategist? Should I hire a email person? But now it's pretty much like people to manage the client relationships and social media people. That's pretty much it. Um, and of course, we have content creation, like we have photography, videography, things of that nature. But it just became a lot easier to actually figure out who we were, what our identity was, and kind of what set us apart. And, um, you know, pretty much every year that we've been in business, we've almost doubled in revenue. And um, we're just on a really exciting path right now because we're growing but we're not growing at the expense of our reputation at all. Like we still have a really strong reputation. Um, you know, that's definitely one of our core values on our website that I make sure that the team is always living by is just people first. Like we're always choosing people over money. Um, there's been clients that we've had to let go because they don't treat the team well. Um, there's been situations where I know a couple months into our relationship that we're not going to be able to make an impact on this business. So let's cut the relationship now so that long-term they don't resent us. So there's a lot of good things that are working in our favor right now. But, um, you know, with any entrepreneurial journey, I think people have a lot of learning lessons and I'm still only five years into my entrepreneurial journey. But one thing that I quickly picked up on is the fact that since your business is your baby, it's like your child and you obviously want that thing to grow and just continue to be successful and um, always evolve. It's really easy to just let your business become your whole life because that's where you are seeing consistent results in your day-to-day -day life. It's where you're getting a lot of validation from the outside world. It's where a lot of excitement is happening. So a lot of business owners just naturally gravitate towards wanting to spend tons of time throughout the week on their business without realizing that it's slowly chipping away at the other areas of their lives. And um, that's sort of where the idea for the four day work week originated, but I'll stop there and let you kind of guide the conversation from here. <laughs> yeah. So my, my question is who came up with the idea of a four day work week? At brick media or just in general? Yeah. No, that's, that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> um, at brick media. Yeah. At brick media who, you know, did an employee come to your office and say, Hey, I'm tired. Um, or did, did it come from you or were you reading something? Where did this idea come from? So every year when it's nearing January, when everybody's thinking about how can I get better? How's this year been going? What can I be doing better next year? You know, I, I'm not always the type of person that believes in new year's resolutions and like January is the starting point and let's just get better, get better starting in January. But there is something about just being in the same mindset as a lot of other people that are trying to get better at the same time. So naturally towards the end of the year, I'm just recapping, like, how's this year going? What can we do better? And I do this thing every year that, um, a friend and, um, somebody that was helping kind of like do personal development coaching with me a couple of years mm -hmm. ago, he showed me this thing called the wheel of life. And it's pretty much this little diagram that has different categories like career, financial relationship, fun, faith, um, 
pretty much any area of your life that's important to most people. And pretty much what you do is you fill out each little piece. It looks like a pie. So you fill in each piece of the pie kind of according to where you think you rank in that specific area. And when I filled mine out in um, at the end of 2022, I kind of saw that career was good. Financial was good. Relationship was kind of staying in the middle, kind of where it's always been. And like, you know, maybe over time kind of um, staying stagnant when it should be going up. Um, fun was definitely down. Fitness was definitely down faith was down. And when I looked at that holistic view of my life, I was like, what is the point of this business being successful? And what is the point of making more money if all these other things are either going to stay the same or get worse? And I think business owners get into this mindset a lot of the time where they correlate their business's success with their life's success. And a lot of the time don't realize they might be having a successful year in business, but having an unsuccessful year in life. And I think that's just a really important thing to be able to zoom out and take a look at your life holistically and realize that, man, even if I'm having a good year business-wise and if we just doubled our revenue, but you know, I gained 40 pounds and like I'm not feeling good every day and I'm, you know, um, you know, having mental mental health issues and my relationship isn't going well. It's it's like, are you really having a successful year? Yeah, I think I think that that's what's that's what's really going on right now is people who have integrity are doing that exercise. Integrity and courage are doing the exercise to say, well, life is short and I'm doing my exercise and I got enough money, but fun faith fitness uh is hurting and I'm out. You know, I'm going to find a place that that looks at life in a different way. Of course. And long story short, to, to answer your question, I was filling out that um, that wheel. And then I was just thinking of like, how can I rebalance this wheel so that like business is still good, but everything else is also growing. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd be okay with business on that wheel going from a nine to a seven and then everything else coming up to seven. Um, because I realized even in the early days of my business that the money of course is necessary as a tool to be able to hire people and right. change people's lives and obviously give myself a stable future. But the money was never really something that really drew me in that much. I mean, it was never really to me, it might be because of where I grew up in a small town outside of Pittsburgh. And like, we never really, I don't know. I mean, there were definitely a couple of wealthier people in town, but like everybody there, it was just kind of getting by and living pretty normal simple lives. Yeah. And my parents have always been the types of people that um never really made money like a huge deal other than maybe just being stable and but it was never really like a huge desire to like get rich and things like that. So, you know, when I see all the different videos on Instagram and LinkedIn of di different people talking about how they went from 0 to 100 million and um people with all these yachts and boats and watches and cars, I'm it, none of it really hits with me. Uh -huh. So, when I first started my business and to this day, like it's always been more about freedom and just like enjoying my life. Mm -hmm. So I think that makes it a little bit easier for me to rebalance the wheel because I'm not so focused or worried on if business were to go down a little bit, as long as everything else in my life was going well. Uh -huh. So I think a lot of people just have a, an attachment to money and kind of a fear around money. 
And I always just like to keep in check, like, what do I actually need to sustain the lifestyle that I live right now? And when I look at the amount of money that I make now, it kind of gives me a good lifestyle where like I can go out to dinner and I like not have to think too much about what I'm spending on it. And, you know, I don't have some crazy boat or some Lamborghini. Like I'm just not that type of person. So for me, it's like, man, even if my business was cut in half, like I'd still have the same lifestyle. So there was like just less fear about that. It's interesting that it's interesting that, yeah, you can make that decision because you're not making the decision out of fear. Correct. You're, you're making the decision out of what's best for you. And I guess when you were, when you were thinking about the 40 work week, was it, was it really just about balancing your life or was there any thinking around the lives of the people that work for you? I mean, it started off selfish where I was just like, man, this is, this would be great for me if I was able to just do a four day work week and just every Friday be like not working. Um, I already sort of for a while was dabbling with like, you know, kind of trying to be done at like 12 or one on Fridays Mm -hmm. just to give myself a head start onto the weekend and maybe have a little bit more time on Friday. But then I was like, well, if I just kind of starting in 2023 and obviously in my head, I'm like, I'm going to test this because I don't want to just assume it's going to work fine. But I started playing with the idea of taking every Friday off. But then when I really thought about it, I became more curious about what if I did this for the whole team? Because then I started thinking about another issue at Brick Media in the first couple of years, which was turnover with talent. Mm -hmm. And people were happy to work at Brick Media. um, But then for some reason, they would always just find some other opportunity that paid a little bit more or like maybe it was just a better opportunity for them at the time. And, um, you know, they would just bounce. So it's really important when you have a small growing business to have retention, because when you have retention, that allows you to have speed because everybody's just kind of like, yeah, you know, you know, like when a quarterback and a receiver are kind of just on the same team for a while and they can almost just like read each other's body language after a while. Uh-huh. That's kind of how it feels with our team right now, where it's just like the same account managers and social media managers can kind of just like give each other a look and they're like, got it. Like, I understand. Like, you know, it's just, it's, everything's just faster whenever people have been around for a while. So I was like, well, if we can just have a team where everybody wants to be here, everybody's happy. We're all kind of like going in the same direction. Then that'll of course improve our day-to-day operations. So I figured the four day work week would be not only good for me, to have another day to just kind of reset, um, turn my entrepreneurial brain off for an extra day and then come back ready to go on Monday. I was like, maybe this will also help from a team retention and attracting talent standpoint, which, um, you know, on four day, four day week.com, you'll see a four day week fact that says 63% of businesses found it easier to attract and retain talent with a four day work week. So out of all the businesses they surveyed, 63% said it was easier to attract and retain talent. And I'm definitely one of them that can also attest to that because we used, we just have a rolling job application on our website that's just, you know, apply for future positions when they become available type of thing. I used to maybe get 10 a month. Now I get probably 10 sometimes in a day. So um, ever since people, ever since the cat was out of the bag that Brick Media was doing a four-day work week started getting applications left and right and reading those applications. I'm like, man, the quality of some of these people are people that just never would have applied before. So it was impressive to see the the massive impact it had once the word was out there. Yeah. You know, you know what's so, so fascinating is 
with virtual, what happened is it opened up the talent towards the whole country, if not the whole world. With four-day work week, you're opening up perhaps, you know, some of the best raw talent out there that the five-day work week people, they're just not going to be, they will not be available. So let's talk about, you know, if I'm a CEO, actually I'm a CEO, but if I'm running a larger company, (laughs) I would say, well, well, that's nice, Jake. Nice for you. But um, by making people come in only four days a week, well, I'll do the math. That that means your revenue is going to go down 20%. What has been your, your experience with paying people the same amount to work fewer hours? Because the math would just seem like it's going to go down. Right. So I obviously want to preface this by saying it's probably more difficult for certain industries versus mm-hmm. digital marketing because we yes. live in sort of an industry that's a little bit flexible by nature. Yes. But, um, and then in addition to that, there are, to be fair, there are certain days of the week where somebody might work 10 hours instead of eight. And, you know, it's not always everybody working nine to five Monday through Thursday. So there's definitely some right. days where it's 10. There's some days where it's eight. Who knows? There might be some days where it's six and I don't even realize yeah. it, but yeah. it's one of those things where even if you tell your office or tell your company that you need to be working nine to five Monday through Friday, you know that they're not actually doing that regardless. And even if they are, they might be physically in the office, but they're, they're not mentally there. They're mm-hmm. going to be going on a walk for 30 minutes. They're going to go talk to somebody for an hour. They're going to watch YouTube for 30 minutes. They're going to be on their phone texting people for an hour. So really like out of a, let's start there, like out of a real nine to five Monday through Friday, they're not actually working 40 hours anyway. Um, So that's one thing, but it's interesting because especially creatives and people that are coming up with content ideas and trying to come up with concepts and just constantly thinking of different things, you need some time to just let your brain just be empty and like process nothing like so for us it's actually been more productive because i've gotten feedback from the team that by the time monday arrives they're almost ready to go back to work because they're just ready to get back into a routine of being productive and doing something so it's really nice because saturday and sunday it just kind of goes by in the blink of an eye but when you have an entire extra day that you're treating like another saturday or another sunday you're almost ready to get back to it after that time. Like your brain is ready. Like you're, you might be ready within your routine to just get back into doing something. So I think for creatives, it's definitely something that business owners should realize is potentially a positive instead of a negative. And I also think that you can't always correlate the number of hours somebody works to the revenue that your company makes. Our company has grown 25, 30% in monthly revenue since January. And we're working Monday through Thursday, every single week. Um, businesses are still coming to us and wanting our services. Um, they don't, just, they're just not 99. Coming on they're not yeah. coming on Friday. <laughs> of course. And then 99% of the time when we tell them that we have a four day work week, if anything, they're like, Oh, cool. That's innovative. It's cool that you guys take care of your team like that. Okay. And okay it's not really a detriment to them not wanting to work with us. So um, I've found a lot of success. 
it's yep. interesting you, you say it's um you know especially for creatives it works it's it's almost it's almost on the counterbalance it's saying hey look if you want to make sure your people are not creative let's work them five days a week right and it's yeah give them no break yeah don't give them a break give them those two days off um i, I watch this yeah go ahead oh no you're good man i so what i was gonna say is this reminds me of you know how people kind of act like you have to have your life together by the time you're like 30 or, you know, like there's like those little touch points over time where it's like, you know, by the time you're 18, you got to kind of figure out what your major is going to be and what, where, where you're going to go to college and what you want your future to be. By the time you're 30, it's like, all right, are you stable in your career? Do you have a job? Are you going to have kids soon? Are you married? And it's just funny because a lot of those cultural norms, um, I was listening to another podcast actually, where they were talking about this and they had some science and like history to back it up. But they were pretty much saying that all of those cultural norms about like when you should have your life figured out were based on a time frame when people would die at like 50 or 60. But now that people are dying at 80, 90, 100, the same norms of when you should have your life figured out are still in place. Yet it doesn't match up sometimes with the reality of like what people actually could do, which is why a lot of the time when somebody's being impatient when they're 32 33 and like they act like they should have all their life figured out by then they don't realize that in the grand scheme of things they're going to be living for another 60 years and they still have plenty of time to figure things out and i think the five-day work week is kind of just one of those cultural norms that just for whatever reason like you said with henry ford or whatever actually originated it it got put into place and then nobody questioned it nobody kind of decided to rethink if that was a good idea or not so it's not so much that a four-day work week is better than a five-day work week or that a, who knows, like maybe a three-day work week or a six-day work week is best. But it's like people just aren't questioning the norms, which is where my curiosity came from. It was like, just because this is being done in the five-day format, does that mean it's the best way to do it? So a lot of it just came from the pure curiosity of, hey, I'm a business owner. I can make these decisions and like just try to explore and see what happens. So I just said, I'm going to do it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. Like I'm a business owner. I can like, why not? Yeah. You know, with, with that, with that approach. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's just Mm -hmm. check it out. And, um, do you feel that, you know, to those who are listening, who are, you know, going to experiment, do you feel that you could put that back in the bottle if it doesn't work out? So if I'm, if I don't have a creative agency and it doesn't work out, what would happen there? Yeah. I mean, whether it was brick media, me having to sit the team down and say, guys, we're going back to five days, Mm -hmm. that, that would be a reality that I'd have to face. Um, if I ever opened up a coffee shop, I'm sure I'd want to be open more than four days a week. You know, so I'm sure, yeah, with, with certain industries and even, even with brick media, like if something changes in the future and we start having issues, I'm very open-minded about changing it. I think that's just the beauty of owning a business. Like you can change your mind at any time and make all your own decisions and adjust to the reality of what's in front of you. So I think too many business owners just, they want to create their own thing and run something on their own, but then they run it in a way that sort of just conforms to the existing system anyway. So you're kind of boxing yourself into an extent. Yeah. I want to ask about, we talked about this a little bit. Um, when I was a kid, I watched Twilight Zone, and that was even before I was born. So it was like the black and white Twilight Zones. 
on yeah. know, channel nine KTLA or something. And it seems to me, and you know, they always were dealing with time. So it seems to me that what's happened, you know, is okay. So everyone in the world works five days a week and kind of everyone in the world has two days off. Now your company, the, the land of brick media, all of a sudden said, Hump. Fridays, you have off, but everybody else is doing something else. Is it lonely at the top? Is it, you know, is it, what, what is <laughs> like, how do, how do, how have you seen people shift that mindset? And then also I'm imagining those with friends, which is everybody and those with partners, their boss didn't do that thing for them. So what are you finding is happening with your people who are now in this time twilight zone of a Friday where it's theirs, um, but everybody else is doing something else? Yeah, good question. It took some time at the beginning to remind everybody every Friday that, hey guys, like we're not we're not in work mode today. <laughs> As you can imagine, mid-January, early February, when we were still kind of right in the beginning parts of the test period, we would have people on the team randomly calling each other out of the blue on Friday at 10 a.m. and texting me about something work-related Friday at 2 p.m. and trying to schedule calls. And me as the leader, I had to just make sure we sort of stayed on that path of viewing Friday as a Saturday. So I would always try to contextualize it that way for people and use that analogy of saying, would you reach out to this person on a Saturday morning at 10 a.m.? Most likely not. Mm -hmm. So we have to just view Friday as Saturday at this point. So I think just reminding people over time that like this is Saturday, like this isn't like you don't even view it as Friday, view it as Saturday mm -hmm. and just continuing to repeat that and have it stick in people's minds that we're not working. And this is a day for you to be doing whatever you want, whether it's a go visit your parents and go to lunch with your brother go for a run outside, like, um, you know, go get errands done that you normally would have to squeeze in on Saturday and waste half your weekend doing. So everybody has their own flow with how they want to treat that day. But it was definitely a strange start to the experiment because everybody was so mentally programmed that Friday was the business week. And I mean, of course, when clients reach out to us on Fridays and there's like a big issue, we'll still address it. It's not like we're so rigid that it's like, we'll get to that on Monday if it's like a big deal. Right. If it's something that can wait, of course, we'll be like, yeah, let's set up a call for first thing Monday morning and we'll get it figured out. But by nature, digital marketing, social media, there's random times on Saturday at 10 a.m. that we have to do a post for a client. Mm -hmm. Sunday at 7 p.m., we got to do a post for a client. And you know, some of those things you can pre-schedule in advance sure. and have have them automated, but there are certain times where you manually will have to do things during the week that are at odd times. So everybody in our industry sort of goes into jobs knowing as long as the person hiring them tells them that, yeah. but I make sure to tell everybody on the brick team, there's, yeah. you know, there's random occasions where it's an unfortunate time that you have to be on your phone doing something, but it does happen. So yeah. just know going into this job that sometimes that happens. Um, but I think even with those, situations that randomly happen on Sunday at 5 p.m. I still think people would rather have the overall flexibility of four days working, um, not really being required to be in the office. They can work at home when they want. 
They can go to a coffee shop. They can come into this office that I'm in right now if they want to. So I think people value the overall flexibility versus like those tiny little moments that might be annoying one-off. You went from five days to four days. What happened to your revenues? So our monthly revenue right now compared to earlier in the year, like January, February timeframe, it's roughly increased 20, 25, 30%. Like I don't know the exact percentage, but it's somewhere in the range of 20 to 30% since January. And to be fair, a lot of it was the media exposure from the four day work week that sort of caused the things like Inc. Magazine and things that you Mm -hmm. mentioned that just brought Mm -hmm. overall awareness. And then that resulted in leads and clients. But um, the cool thing is that we haven't really been losing clients. And we're retaining a lot more clients, we're retaining a lot more people. Um, It just feels a little bit stickier in general both internally and externally. I've noticed that the team that we've had in place, um, you know, like on Inc magazine, they put like a team photo on the, on the main header of the article. All of those people have been at brick media for a while now. Like, it's not like these people are just dropping off and the whole team picture looks different. Wow. A couple of years ago, if I took a team picture, I'd have to take another team picture three months later because it's a whole different set of people. So it's, it actually hit me when that article came out and I looked at that picture and I was like, first of all, it's cool that our team is on the front page of ink, but also I was like, man, these people have all kind of been the same faces for a while. This is cool. Wow. And um, retention is impacted substantially. Oh yeah. Our retention's great right now. And I've, and I, I talked to people on the team because we're still a relatively small team where I can pretty much talk to everybody every week if I want Mm -hmm. to. And I'm always trying to keep tabs on people and where their heads are at with everything. And, I've had a lot of comments that are like, I don't know how I'd go back to five days. Like, this is so good. Like, I'm going to be here for a while. I'm in this for the long haul. So, you know, there's obviously data where I could do surveying and things like that. But just qualitatively, I'm feeling that people are loving it and are kind of in this thing for a while. So, and it's been nice to see that clients haven't been negatively impacted. So we're keeping a lot of the same clients for months and months and months without them even noticing that we do a four day work week. So a, a competitor pops up tomorrow in Tampa. They want to run, they want to run a social media company and they come to you and they say, Hey, we want to go head to head against you. Would you advise them to do a five day work week or a four day work week with all, I mean, with all self competitively for me. Yeah. Competitively for me, I'm going to tell them to do a five day work week and tell there them that we're tell them that we're uh, losing productivity and losing clients and then they'll do a five-day work week. They won't get the best talent and then we'll be better still. So I think think that's that's an overall, it's (laughs) like, okay, people, here's the deal. You want to be less competitive. You want to grow slower, do a five-day work week right out of the gate. That's my advice. My question now is, (laughs) my question now is um, you had this big revelation um, because you're, your wheel showed fun, faith, and fitness down. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where have fun, faith, and fitness gone for you uh, over the last, we're now like seven months for 2023? So fitness is definitely up. I posted on my LinkedIn the other day with a screenshot of my my little Apple watch. It gives you the summary of how you've been doing for the whole month. Yeah. And I realized that I've been closing the rings um, and closing the rings on Apple watch for anybody listening that doesn't realize means you were very active that day. Um, My rings have been closed on average four or five days a week on my Apple watch since the beginning Mm -hmm. of the year. 
That's great. Which is really cool because it, it used to maybe be once, twice a week that I'd squeeze a workout in. Um, so fitness has definitely been better. I'm feeling better because obviously fitness and just being in better shape sort of mentally has impact as well. So that's been good. Um, and Friday is just like a staple day that like I know that every Friday I'm going to get a workout in because I have that's the great. whole day to do anything. So it's nice. Like I get a good start to the weekend with a nice workout. And a lot of the time it's outside because Tampa's beautiful all year long. Right. That's right. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, good workouts. Um, faith has been incredible. I'm going to church pretty much every Sunday and yeah. I have a, like a small Bible study group that meets every Wednesday morning at seven in the morning. So this morning actually was, uh, my meeting at 7 a.m. So every Wednesday I have to get up at six to be able to get there on time to kind of get a good start to my day. But um, things like that are just things that whenever we were working five days, I just wasn't really prioritizing because I was using every waking right. moment that I could right. throughout my week to just de-stress in some way. So because I just I never felt like I had enough time to do things outside of business. So, you know, I was using Saturday and Sunday to just do like yeah. things that I wanted to do. And like, I wasn't prioritizing something like church because I was like, well, that's like three hours out of my Sunday that are going to be spent like driving there, being in the sermon, driving back and, you know, having to wake up and get ready for it. But now I view it as, well, I have all day Friday to do a bunch of different things. And, you know, what excuse do I have now to not go to church on Sundays and church is really the foundation. And my faith in general is really the foundation of everything that I do. So when I feel like I'm disconnected from the source, AKA God, I just mm -hmm. don't feel like I'm, I don't feel like I'm, it's like an, it's like an iPhone just like on E all the time, just like on 10% ready to die. So, um, I feel about, like I've been um, constantly plugged in. Talk about your relationship, um, with your wife that now that you have a whole extra day. Yeah. I mean, she fortunately also has a very flexible work schedule. So, we've really been able to do whatever we want when Friday rolls around and we want to make it like a date day or we just want to, you know, we, we've always gone to dinner on Friday nights as sort of our staple date night during the week, but sometimes we can just get a head start and maybe get somewhere like three or four before it gets too busy. And then it's like less stressful because we're not having to wait for reservations and there's not people yeah. everywhere. Um, you know, sometimes we'll take our dog for a nice long walk and, you know, just not really stress too much about what time it is. Um, I actually get, I get headaches really easily, just genetically. I always have headaches that start sort of in the base of my neck skull area. And I've actually every Friday been going to like a physical therapist, like massage place that really has been helping my headaches a lot. Cause I used to get maybe three, four or five headaches a week. And now I might get one. Ooh. So that's a significant positive impact on my life that I just didn't have time to slot that into my week before because the place, um, you know, it's only open during the week. So that's really the only times that I could go. But I was always prioritizing business over it and was like, well, I need to get things done Monday through Friday. And I pretty much used to try to squeeze everything into my Saturday and Sunday. And now I just feel like I have a little bit more breathing room to, you know, get some of my administrative and like different life things done on Friday. Um, you know, I don't feel so stressed during the weekend. So I'm prioritizing things that are important to me, like going to church again and um, and I think, I mean, think overall is, is the, the, the data I was showing was people are less stressed. People want to prioritize their priorities. And with a five day work week with kids, it's, it's almost impossible. And you're real, you're really granting people freedom, um, in innovation, creativity, 
time to breathe, better health, fun, faith, fitness, relationship. Another thing that's interesting because you mentioned kids is I don't have kids yet, Uh but part of my thinking with the the wheel of life was at some point I'm going to have kids Uh or at least I, you know, God willing, I want to have kids one day. Part of my thinking was I need to get into better habits now. Yeah. So that when I have kids, I'm already in good habits. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want to be trying to figure all these things out when I have a kid. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to just like establish good routines, good habits, prioritize the right things now so that later I'm not setting a bad example for somebody that like business and money are all that matters in life and, yeah. you know, just grind until great, you get it. Yeah. I think the greatest thing you have is you, you have that time to be creative and no matter what industry or no matter what job you have, um, everyone has a life and we just need more time to figure out what's important to us. Um, and I think that that a lot of people have, we have lives, but a lot of people just aren't living them. They're just, they're just living to work. Yeah. My uh, coach used to say they're dead, but they're still breathing. Right. With that, where can we, I, I guess we go to Inc. Magazine, we go to, uh, you know, um, the news to find you. I'm sure it's going to be very easy to find, you know, wonder kid, Jake four day work week. But where would we, where would we go to find more about you and brick media? Yeah. So our website has all the information you would ever need. Brickmediagroup.com. I bought that because brickmedia.com was 45 grand and brickmediagroup.com okay. was $12. I like so brickmediagroup.com. Yeah. So um, that's where we're at. There's actually a whole page on our website dedicated just to the four-day work week tests and everything we learned. And there's just a main link in our top menu that says four-day work week. So just click on that. You can find me mainly on LinkedIn. If you want to connect with me, that's where I spend most of my time on social media. Okay. Okay. But I would say our website's a good starting point for where to find out the the basics about Brick Media and what we do. Good. And I'm sure you've got some really good, powerful social media for your social media company. So thank you so much, Jake. <laughs> you like to think so, yeah. So thank you so much, Jake. This has been a pleasure. Uh, definitely want to invite you and your wife when you come to San Diego to, uh, we should hang out. Um, we do see the world the same way. And uh, really love this uh, very honest, open, transparent conversation. I love your approach. Let's just check it out, see if it works. Oh my gosh, it does. So thank you so much for your time. Um, thank you, our listeners uh, and viewers now. Uh, for joining us. Please share this really inspiring and honest conversation with your friends, your family, your colleagues. We'll see you next time on our next episode of Team Anywhere. Before we sign off for today, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your support helps us grow. And by subscribing, you'll be the first to know when our exciting next episode is available.